Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of the Sussex by the Sea podcast, a podcast about all things Hastings United. I'm your host Chris Laverick and on today's show we have part two of our CEO Billy Woods interview where he puts across his vision for the future, getting the women's team together and the work behind the scenes that went into that and time kiln. And in the build up to our away day at Faversham, I have Brian Flynn who's the director of youth development at the club. We talk about how Faversham are trying to do it the right way with a big focus on developing their own and giving homegrown talent the platform to shine. We also touch on their Phoenix from the Flames moment back in the mid-noughties, where with the help of the supporters club and a few benefactors, they turned around suspension from the league, a vandalised ground and no team or manager to within a few seasons being right back amongst it, competitive and a ground to be proud of at this level. But first, here's Billy. I've started mapping out the roadmap for the next, you know, 12 months of off-the-pitch stuff that we need to do. Yeah. Because on the pitch, that's Chris's domain. It's not my domain. I don't need to... Me and Chris talk all the time about players. Where, you know, what do I think of this or what does he think of that? Because that's the relationship. We have an incredible relationship. But at the same time, he has full... It's his football team, right? So... Whilst I might go, oh, Chris, I think this, it's his decision. It's his decision. And I will always, always, always back him because he has autonomy on it. And I believe to this day he's doing a fantastic job. So, yeah, it was tough. It was it was tough. But I have to say, I think it, in, in, in hindsight, it's done me a favour because it's allowed me to stamp quicker that where we need to go as a club. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, you're not one to hide away. So that's, that's, no. that's clear from, uh, you know, your, your front, your front of house. You know, everyone knows that you're here. You know, in particular, I remember, I remember that first game, and um, just that you, you know, you made yourself visible, even despite what was, you know, it is a little bit, cha- it was chaotic behind the chaotic, scenes. Yeah. But that's not obviously that wasn't your doing. That's other people making their decisions. What what I did want to ask you about was, you know, you, you obviously you've come in with a vision, and you've got yeah. a plan. Obviously, you know, you're in control of the football club. Yeah. And has that yeah. vision that you have, has that changed since you first took over control? Um, I think it's, it's not, I wouldn't say it's changed entirely, but I'm open ears. So there's no point having a board of directors if you don't listen to your directors. There's no point having supporters if you don't actually listen to the supporters. There's no point having members of staff or volunteers if you don't actually take anything they say on board. Because if you don't, then you're just arrogant, you don't really care, and it is an ego trip. Mm. Hastings United is not my ego trip. Okay, My ego trip in life is what I achieved in the music business. Yeah, I, I, To be completely frank. Yeah. To win Brit Awards, Mobile Awards, BAFTAs, number one records, platinum selling albums, that's an ego trip, and I and I will bang about that on until I die. <laughs> you know, I'll die, you know that that's yeah. my ego trip. Yeah, Hastings United for me is I genuinely believe whether people disagree or not, and there's always going to be people who will try to hit me hard online or whatever, and they can continue because they're not the target audience. So Hastings United for me serves Hastings. Yeah, as simple as that. And when I came in, the one thing I said was, I don't feel that families feel welcome at Hastings United Football Club. Not because of the people involved, but because of the messaging, because of the, the feel of the club, the, the atmosphere on match dates. I just didn't feel it was, if I wanted to take, if I, I haven't got a son, but I've got two young girls. Mm. If I wanted to take them up to the ground, which I do, they come up to me up to the ground now, my nephew comes all the time. 
I don't know if it was fun for them. I didn't know if if the if the because you know you can walk into a room and you can feel the room, right? So if you walk into a room and it's dour and a little bit, oh, there's there's talk of this, talk of that, then suddenly it becomes not somewhere where you want to be. You yeah, be so it's there. just not fun. <laughs> but if you walk into a room, yeah, if you walk into a room and it's and then people are smiling and happy and you're bouncing and you're having a joke and a bit of a giggle with someone and not taking yourself too seriously, suddenly the room changes. And having a lot of more families there, having, you know, when we could, when the boardroom was, was open, obviously shut for COVID now, but I would have the mascots and their families in there. And yeah. I would invite other, other people's families in and, and vibe it up a little bit, make it about the kids. Because football for me isn't about, it's not about you know, I hate the word, so excuse me if you, it's not about the dinosaurs, right? It's about, it's about every single, every single generation. Mm. I, you know, Pete and Dot Knight, who are, you know, uh, minority shareholders in the club who, who come into the ballroom, Pete, Pete and Dot always say to me, oh, we love it now because the atmosphere is, it's, it's, the kids are running around and yeah. it's fun. They're, they're like, it just seems to be everyone smiling, you know, the staff are smiling. It's because we set the atmosphere right. And I think, number one thing for me, when I li- when I get out of my car, I go and say hello to every single member of paid or volunteered staff. Yeah. Every single person. I go straight to the gate, I see Rob, say hello to Rob, and I go around and see every single steward, Dave Russell, Phil and Barbara when they, when they did a program in 50-50. I go to the bar, see Neil, Neil and the team at the bar. I then go to, I'm sorry, the bar, the tea bar. Then I go up to see Sam and all her stuff in the bar and pop into the ballroom, make sure everyone's all right. All before I go and see Chris or Dane or anyone like that. They're the people that make this operation tick. They're the people that, in my opinion, if we didn't look after, they're the ones that if we don't, if Billy Wood goes away tomorrow, Hastings United still will continue. Hastings United will be here long, long after me. Um, for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years after that I'm here. So those people need to be looked after because they are the lifeblood of the football club. Yeah. Just as much as the supporters. And on top of that, we say what we think, sometimes wrongly, but we say what we think. Um, we're very proud of our seaside town, whether it's the greatest in the world or not, we're still proud of it. And... And genuinely, genuinely, I think the, the club has to mirror what Hastings as a town is. So that's why I hugely encouraged the drums to come back out. First thing I did when I went in, I went, they're loud. I said, Pat, have we got any drums or anything? Yeah, we've got a drum in the cupboard. I went, so I, I've got George on a drum. Yeah. I said, George, I said, George, I went, take the drum. <laughs> I said, please, take the drum. And, and, and at first it was terrible, but I just got to the drum. Yeah. And, and with that, and with George getting, you know, getting great with drum, it's grown behind the Carl Warren stand. I watched it grow throughout the season, and that for me was the vision to see different age groups and people from different demographics come together on a Saturday afternoon at the pilot field, and all enjoy the experience for different reasons. Guys behind the goal singing, love, you know, singing songs, you know, a bit of camaraderie behind there, a real connection with with the with the, with the players. The, the older gentlemen in the stands a lot of the time will say that some of them <laughs> beat and drop, they stand behind the goal but yeah. you know you know Windy's dad are in front like that that for me is heartbreaking by the way that John's passed away because I genuinely I used to go and see him at games right and yeah this, this is by the way if anyone ever doubts my intentions as football club 
this should put them them right. I would go and see. I go well as everyone knows. I, I speak, try and speak to everyone, but I would go and see John. And John never really always remembered who I was at the start. So I would go up and pop up and see him. And and after I've, the next time I go and see him, he probably didn't even remember that who I was. And that's fine. But I'll go and see him. I would always say to John, "So John, when we win the league, I'm lifting you over. The, I'm lifting you over that over that barrier, and you're, we're going to have we're going to have a pitch invasion, right? Because and I used to smile, we used to laugh, but oh, I can't do like my legs, I can't do that. You know, you have a little joke about it. And, and in lockdown, when I found out that he passed away, I'll be frank, I cried my eyes, I cried Very my sad. eyes out because Very sad. I promised him he would get a pitch invasion, right? And I shouldn't really be saying that as the guy running a football club, but." <laughs> <laughs> I promised it to him. That, I, I visioned what that day would be for the football club, us winning, winning the league last year. Yeah. And it's not just about the young kids running running around, all the players drinking champagne, lifting a trophy. It, it's moments like, like, you know, with his dad sitting in the stands, you know, actually standing there raising his fist because he saw his team finally lift the trophy, lift the league championship for a long, long time. And... He got to do that. He would have got to do that before he passed away. Now, unfortunately, he's not. We've got to go and win this league, not just for the, the people that are around now, but yeah, for the people that have gone. Yeah, the people that have gone. That's that. My vision. And that's my vision for the club. Ultimately, and it's backed by every single director and the supporters and everyone that works for us. Is that we are Hastings, and whether anyone likes that or not, we are Hastings is a big town and we are a potential big football club that we've taken the break off, we've gone up the hill and we're just close to getting to the top of the hill now and when we get to the top and we start rolling down, no one will be able to stop this juggernaut. No one. Oh, and that's facing United. I like that, Billy. I like that. I, I, I don't know if you've got any more time. If you have got five minutes. I've got all the time in the, all the, time in the world. Oh, you, mate. oh, cheers, mate. Well, what's the latest on, on Tyne Kiln? Talking of uh, the future, looking bright. What, what can you tell us? I can tell you that you'll get news in September. Okie doke. Um, which is now. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously we pull up a week or so ago our intentions again. Yeah, on the, the website. Yeah, on the website. Yeah. And that... Oh, can you a, remind me what that website is? Is that Tile Kiln? Tile Kiln, I'll tell you right this second. It is tilekilnfootballpark.com. Thank you very much. Okay, so and yeah, yeah, please. Our intentions have been put in. Um, obviously, conversations have been going great with with, with the local council. Uh, it, it's now a case that we will continually talk with talk locally about about the plans and about what we want to do. Um, we're at a good stage at the moment. We feel very feel very confident in it. Good. I want to give a, a massive plaudits to, to David Nestling for his work on the ground. I don't think that can go under the radar. I think he the work he's done as you know as a consultant has been something fantastic and you people understand I came into this way way down the line so yeah. for him to still consult is is very very vital to, to what we're doing and, he, and he's been doing that role but the real you know, the real on top of that the real credit goes to and like I say the intentions wise you, you have to give Darren and Peter a massive pat on the back for, for driving driving this project and hoping to make it a reality and I'm incredibly proud to be a small cog in that and to be the small cog in the Hastings United machine that potentially can move into a new ground that will unlock my next five-year vision for the football club, which we've, we've got high aspirations for Hastings United. We don't, it's not just about getting into the Prem or into National League South. 
this club can go far, oh, very far. Of course it can. And the new ground not only supports that, but people have to understand how much it supports the local community as well. The way that other clubs, and we've consulted with Park Football Clubs that that play on that on that surface right now, yeah. and had 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 incredible feedback from that. So. To say it just serves Hastings United would be false, because it doesn't. It serves the wider community. It serves our long-term ambition of extending our academy further than, than, than boys. It's time to really step up the women's side, which I'm, I'm sure everyone can see by the way how much I post about it. It's been a, it's been a real project, a personal project for me. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, but you're on it now. Go on, yeah, please we, talk, we, we, talk about it. Yeah, well, yeah, just wrapping up on Tolkien, it's... It's a project that serves the community in so many ways rather than football. There's there's other sports to consider, there's educational facilities to consider, there's there's you know, gym you know, there'll be gym staff, there'll be a lot of jobs that will be open. The amount of jobs it will create locally yeah. and build. I just think it's very, very narrow minded because it's Hastings United Football Club for anyone to be negative about this, if you know what I mean. Because yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's Hastings United at the front of this project. Yes, it is Hastings United are well, they are the senior football team in this in this town, the the only, to be frank. Mm. And but we have to, as a as a club, be driving projects like this because it's a it's a beacon of hope for our town. Our town that, to be frank, for the last twenty five years has been let down with facilities, local yeah. facilities. Facilities have been been drying up. They have, have the, the, the the lack of the lack of availability is there for everyone to see. The the, the actual maintenance of some of those facilities not been the greatest the towns I, I just don't know I, I can't sit here and say that for 25 years facilities have got better in Hastings for, for sporting wise and this is an opportunity to put all those all those wrongs right and there's so many people that can 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 drive this make this happen and look back and go I was part of making Hastings as a town better yeah and that that's got to be the driving factor has to be but yeah going on to the women's stuff quickly yeah was, uh, go on. incredibly proud incredibly proud that Hastings United is a women's team it was our endeavour to make sure that the girls get the same treatment as the men it, for example equipment wise travel wise everything it's it's very common at that level of football that people pay subs and have to you know pay registration fees and stuff like that we don't treat we don't do that for our women it's they don't have to pay a penny to, to play for the club they in fact get looked after, so we, we make sure that all the all the stuff that costs quite a bit of cash is in place for them just as much as the, the men. And it's been an exciting journey. It's been something that Amy Sindon and Andy Corrigan are driving and on the pitch. And yeah, we may have lost the last two games, granted against high opposition, and and by no means embarrassing either game. Mm. We 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 can go into the season knowing that we have a, a fantastic team. That maybe needs a couple of extra additions, which as a club we will support and and look to have a really good first season as a as a women's football team yeah. at Hastings United. I was I was going to say to you, uh, Billy. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, I'd love to talk to Amy at some point, but just trying to put a team together in such a short space of time and get a viable squad out there. You know that you know it's it's not it's not the standard has gone up in women's yeah, football. So it's you know to just be able to put a side together in such a short space of time and then to be to be decent yeah is because you're just throwing people together it's going to take time for them to gel yeah definitely it's going to take time but 
I think we've we've treated the recru- recruitment as a club with a lot of intention and and determination. So we could have just gone right, okay, let's just have trials, pull a team together, get them a couple of shirts, and see how it goes, right? Mm. But we haven't. We've gone out, and I've personally gone out just because of resources, really. I've gone out and watched a lot of women's football in the last six months, well, before lockdown. So when we when we decided to have a women's team, I spent my Sundays going up and down East Sussex and, Su- and West Sussex, yeah. looking, um, just looking at the teams and, and just getting a feel for, for the players, really. And so from that, we highlighted a few players that we wanted to, to sign. Yeah, I'm speaking to um, Rebecca Rebecca Ralph um, later today, actually, hopefully. Oh, so, I mean, was she... Was she well, she's got to be a standout, hasn't she? I mean, she's um, oh, she's a feisty one. <laughs> Rebecca is um, absolutely embodies the culture of the football club. Mm. That's the, and and to say that after two months is mad. Absolutely yeah. mad how she's done that. But she has. She's a dedicated human being. Number one, she's an absolute player on the pitch. She believes in the actual the the plans for women's football. So when we we signed her, we sat down and just went through what we want to achieve at Hastings and why why Hastings would be a good choice for her. And she's and she's just completely completely brought into the plan. And on that we've we've signed a leader. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also someone who, who well, I believe is is gonna is gonna drive this, this club on onwards on if, the pitch and off the pitch. Yes. Yeah, it's a great know. great place to start, isn't it? I mean when you've got a, yeah. a, a good solid captain who's gonna represent the, the club Oh, on and off the pitch, well, even if, even if you look further, for example, you look along, along the team and you look at Sophie Reed coming in, who who spent eleven years at West Ham, right? Mm. You know the experience that she brings to the table. Then you've got the the young local talent in in Izzy Payne, you know, former Izzy Foot, you know, who yeah. is such a player that probably tries too much, but she's got every ingredient to be a successful successful player. Further, you know, maybe even further than Hastings, right? Yeah. So you've got players like her and and you know, the goalkeeper. We've got two great goalkeepers at the club, and then you've got local girls like Grace Sanderson, right? Who's 29 years of age, hasn't played for ages, who's come in and been one of the better performers because she's shown she's got a bit about her. You know, yeah, she's got she's she's Hastings. When I when I look at Grace, she she is she's very much a Hastings a typical Hastings person, right? Mm. And I love that. I think you know we've put together a great team, and Amy and Andy have. I've drilled them to a point that they did win. They won their first two games. They won two, drawn one, and then have lost two. So it's been mixed results. But the ones that they've lost have been against higher oppo. The ones that they've they've, they've drawn, you know, the one and also Crawley Wasper in the higher, you know, a bigger league than them, and they beat them one 0 So you got to look at it like that. That they actually had a very hard preseason. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you've got to be realistic. I mean, you, you, you've you've you, you've put a team together very quickly. You you can't put you can't put that pressure on them. I mean, the, 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 it's going to take time. You know, you're backing them. That the you know obviously us fans are, but the, the amount of people that are coming to watch their games. You know, it's only yeah, three hundred. So three hundred came to watch us um, at, um, for the, the FA Cup game. So we had three hundred in. They had a friendly the week um, two weekends. No, was it last weekend? Yeah, last, friendly? yeah. It was last weekend. So the week before the FA Cup, 200 people walked through the games. So 300 people watching women's football is incredible. Well, particularly as it hasn't been there in how many years? Was that 60? Is it how many years it hasn't been played? That's what I mean. It's it's, it's crazy, Chris. You look at it like this. Like I said, I went around to a lot of grounds watching 
my old team is Hall United women. I went and watched these from the town. Um, you know, Salt Dean. I went and watched a bunch of them. And I look at it like this. I sat on those grounds and, and there was 10 people yeah, in some of them. Yeah. Right? And, and the girls had 300 people watching them. Now, win, lose or draw, that's incredible. And the result, of course the result matters, right? Of course it does, right? They, they lost yesterday and I think everyone was disappointed that they lost players-wise, coaches-wise. Yeah. And, and to be frank, I, I was disappointed too. But at the same time, if you can't pick a positive out of 300 yeah, people exactly. watching football, <laughs> what, what do you go to bed thinking? Yeah. What do you go to bed waking up? Like, if you genuinely can't pick that positive out of yesterday... And also, a 16-year-old in Millie Topless getting her uh, competitive debut in the FA Cup. That's mm. a positive. Yeah. An absolute positive. So, people can sit there and say that, whatever, you know, say whatever they want. But I, I genuinely think that there's so much excitement around Hastings United Football Club at the moment that it's easy to try and drill holes. But the truth of the matter is, them holes being drilled are on the outside because the ship inside is tight as anything. Yeah. Well, I've got one, one or two more things to ask you, Billy. Sure. I couldn't really leave, finish this off without asking you about Chris and uh, obviously the, the management team. Is there any words that you'd like to throw out there about him? Chris Agata and his team, nothing but admiration, respect, time, love for. I think they're fantastic. Each and every one of them. I've, me and Chris, I, I hope Chris would say the same thing, but... <laughs> We, we've got an incredible incredible bond at the football club. I think it's it's about the fact that we listen to each other and respect each other, understand that there's going to be times when we're going to disagree, but that's natural. It's, yeah. As long as we've got the, the club at heart, that's the most important thing. But to be frank, in, in a year, I can't sit here and say how many times me and Chris Agatha have actually disagreed, which is unreal, to be frank. Yeah. So the relationship's great. I think... Chris, what he's done at the football club, on the pitch, and also off the pitch. I think people, what people don't see, what he does off the pitch, and his team, highlight the man. I think he gets judged on results, of course, by supporters, but at the same time, and I'm sure you're, you can vouch for this yourself, Chris, that mm. he gets supporters the time of day. He, no, absolutely. He's, he's, always, he's always there for them. He's the first The, the, the players and the, the, the coaches are over. As soon as the game finishes... I know exactly where they're walking over to because they really respect the supporters, um, you know, love and and support throughout the game. And I just think when I look at where I want to take this club and and the plans for it, I can't at the moment envisage a better a better coaching staff to, to to unlock those plans for me and for for the football club. And that's my opinion of Chris Agutter and the team. And we all know. Football's football. People do move on. People do move on up or it just doesn't work out for whatever reason. And that day might come with Chris. That day might come. We as a football club have to be prepared culturally that culturally we match on the pitch and off the pitch. And I think we're getting that. I think yeah. we're definitely getting that um, to make Hastings United an environment that when that day comes, if it comes... Well, when he takes the England job. Well, yeah, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, we've got to be ready for it. And, and we will be. But going into this season, Chris is under no illusions and, and nor are the coaching staff that yeah. I, I would say financially we're equipped to to go and, and do the job mm. and get the job done from last season. And 
and he knows that and he, yeah. he understands he understands and thrives on that pressure and he's got my back into the hills I'm not going to be you'll never hear me in the stands berate a performance you know yeah. I was gutted I was gutted when we lost 3-0 to Ashford absolutely gutted yeah. but it's not for me to lose lose my shit in the stands it's, yeah. it, it's I'm there I'm there to, to support back and believe like the supporters do in, in our management and mm. our players yeah no, 100% Cheers for this, Billy. I mean, it's fantastic that you're, uh, you've, got, you've spared some time for us. You're always welcome. Oh, cheers, Billy. I you, I've come, you've kind of mentioned the fans. Yeah, why not? Why not? Go on, mate. Tell much how you love George. Oh, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. When I came into the club... He was banned. I, <laughs> <laughs> I came in and I yeah. looked at it and thought to myself... We can be louder. We can be more vocal, and it's it's been it's been it's happened. And then and I feel like a bit of a cheerleader, you know, writing on on social media or in the programs about banging a drum and rolling on. And I feel like a bit of a cheerleader for you guys. But I absolutely love, 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 love driving into the pilot field on match days. Love it, and I love it because of the supporters. And I love walking around. Obviously, COVID related, we can't do it. Shake hands and stuff. But I used to love walking around and trying to just to say hello to everyone and, and get five minutes or yeah. two minutes or whatever with every single supporter possible. And that, for me, is is what the supporters mean to, to me personally. I mean, to the club. They are they are the lifeblood of the football club. They are the ones who really matter more than me. Um, I serve I serve Hastings United, which means I serve the supporters. It's not the other way around. I don't sit there in, in an ivory tower thinking that I'm untouchable. I'm here to do a job yeah. for, for you guys. It's as simple as that. I hope, I truly, truly hope everyone can see that and I truly hope that people know my my intentions and aspirations are sincerely to create something quite special. Something exciting. I want people to be excited. It's easy to just run a football club and tick boxes. But we, mm. we need... We need to wake up on Saturday morning, not just excited to just go and watch a game of football, but what that what that means, yeah, and and why it's why it's so important. So it's not about let's be frank. If it was about money, I wouldn't be at Hastings United Football Club. Let's just be frank. It's a it's a non-league football club. It's it's simple for me. I'm here to then look back in in when I'm gone. When there's someone, which there will be, when there's someone who can do the job I do much better than me, and that will happen. That will 100% happen. I can sit back and say, "Cool, I did that. Cool, I I helped them do that. Cool, I was part of that. Oh wow, like we ma- we managed to achieve that. You know, that for me is exciting. It's I'm not here to, to, to cling on. I'm here to serve and serve for as long as the supporters want me in football club. Thanks for that, Billy, and thanks for your time. And um, I hope I hope to speak to you on the podcast again in the coming weeks and months. Absolutely, thank you. And now, here's Brian Flynn, the Director of Youth Development at Faversham. Thank you much for your time. I know you've a day off and you've been doing some training. What's that with? Is that with... Uh... Under nines, under elevens, or is it anything to involve no, no, with the club? Or the, uh, one, of, one of the two under 18s teams. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Uh, 
We've got an 18 friends team and an 18 South team, so uh, I took the South team today. Oh, okay. Oh, lovely. Okay. You sound very blasé about it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic stuff. Um, um, good results today, or did they do well? Uh, not this morning, but... <laughs> 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 I mean, the way we work, we, we, the, the youth setup is aimed at producing players for the first team, so yeah. it's, not, it's not result-centric. It is, it's based around um, you know, identifying players and pushing them forward. Yeah. So the, the best players who were playing for me and in this team last year... I moved onwards and upwards. In fact, one of them was playing. Um, he's been injured, but he he was playing for the first team pre-season, and then he, he got injured just 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 as well just as the season started. But he's only just turned sixteen. And, oh wow! Um, you know, he's in the first team squad now. So oh, good work. You know, in that sense, the youth system is doing what should what be doing. Do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. But it, obviously, you know that when you when you take your best players and push them forward, it you know it makes it. It makes it harder sometimes to get results, but we put, you know, put producing players right at the top of our sort of um, uh, club philosophy. So, you know, and in that sense, as I said, it's working. We had five or six of the under 18s were playing first team football before we start of the season, and a couple of them were still around the first team. So, you know, and I think if, if, if the lad had been. Um, been 30, probably would have been on the bench for the cup for the cup tie the other week. So. Well, I knew Brian. I, yeah, I mean, I completely agree. Obviously, the youth system should be there for the promotion of players to the first team. It's not. It shouldn't be about results at all at that level. It should, you know. I mean, obviously, you want it to be competitive. Yeah, that's well, that's, that's exciting times for your fans, then, isn't it? You're seeing these uh, young, young, young lads coming yeah, through. Yeah, well, everyone wants to see local players in 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 the team, you know, and. and you know, we're flourish in town. We want we want local boys wearing white, and you know, it's one thing we've we we appointed the manager on amongst others last season, and it's it is at the centre of what the club wants to do. You know, we want to see local boys playing in white shirts, and too often that's you know we, we've we've not we, we've taken you know a short term easy option if you like of going out and paying someone to come down from South London to take a position or something and that's not what we really long term want to yeah. do we want to see local players I mean, you know we have to be realistic you're not going to suddenly produce 11 players who are, who are going to be playing in the first team but you know if each year we produce one player who's a first team player then then you know within a few years you, you have you have a team that, that is, is much more locally based and, and, and that's what we want you know, we don't want to see players that we've coach for 12, 13 years, go off and play for other clubs. We want them to, you know, some of them don't want to, some of them want to play, want to play right and haven't been given the chance in the past. And now, you know, we, we've got a system in place that, that, you know, enables that to happen. Um, and, and, you know, and the proof of the pudding will be in the eating. But, you know, two, two of those boys at least now are considered first team squad players, even though they're under 18, they're training with the first team, and they'll have no doubt they'll be on the bench you know, very shortly. Oh, brilliant! Um, can, can you name them? Us Hastings fans can kind of keep an eye out for them. Well, we've got we've got a few. We've got uh, Benedict Bailetti, who's um, a decent player. Nathan White, uh, Nathan Light, Alfie Isles, uh, Jack Hardy. There's four or five of them now. Uh, uh, Harrison, uh, third the goalkeeper. There's five or six of them that uh, will get that are in the first team squad, and uh, we'll get. We'll get opportunities, I don't doubt, this season. But they're all under 18s, and it's part of how we how we do it. The Premier Division 18 side is, is um, manager is is Carl Rook, who is also part of the first team coaching setup as well. So there's 
that direct link and obviously the 23s are there to give them give those boys adult experience as well yeah oh okay long may that continue Sorry, Brian, I was going to ask you a few things about the club. I was looking at your club history and I was fascinated by Phoenix from the Ashes sort of thing that happened where you, 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 the club had either had bad owners or whatever it was at the time and they'd got into debt. The, the, the ground was vandalised. It was, it was a real, in a real state. You, you managed to get a support, an independent supporters club was formed. We were able to get some money together with with the help of um, some benefactors and turn the club around again through a lot of hard slog. Yeah, that's right. It's about 2005 when the club sort of rose from the ashes and um, you know, the hard work began to kind of get us up to where we are now. So, you know, in the space of 10, 15 years, it's, you know, the club's turned itself around. It was, you know, the stadium was full of weeds, you know, in the island, waste eye weed, weeds and everything and, and local supporters kind of got together, turned the ground around, got the team back together and, um, and uh, you know, the, the, a club, a team, a town-sized establishment, you know, deserves a, a decent team to represent it and, um, and it's been a lot of hard work and I, I wasn't there at the start, I've come through through the youth system um, and I'm director of youth development at the club now. So, you know, I, I was, I mean, I guess trying to think how, when I got involved in the club, probably, I've, I've, probably, I've probably been at a, a senior club now for about five, six years, but obviously followed them as a supporter before then, with, with, uh, working with the um, the youth teams as well, and, mm. um, and trying to uh, bring the club together, because, you know, as a club now, we've got everything from, well, obviously, we've got the, the, the first team, but we've also got, you know, power wheelchair side, a, a, a disability side, the girls' sides in our building, and obviously we've got new sides from under-23s right down to under-6s, so there's a pathway now yeah. for kids to go from under-6 up to, to represent the town. Um, oh, brilliant. And, and the reason it's the reason it's a community club is exactly as you said, you know, it, the rebirth that uh, came through the community wanting wanting a club, wanting the club to... Um, succeeding to represent them and, and you know where we are now well, you know we've come we've come a relatively long way in quite a short period of time and mm. you know we've, we've had to build the foundations in that time but you know the club is the club's on the way up we've we've, we've there's more building work planned with the stadium and you know two three years from now i'm really excited about what what the club will be yeah um, so, talking about the stadium brian um but I love the name Salters Lane. I love it as a, as a, I'm a big fan of old grounds. Um, I pro- probably I'm a bit of a codger, really. I'm always one. It's like our ground. We're we're apparently going to be moving on in the next year or two to a purpose-built ground. Um, but I kind of still love, you know, I still love the pilot fields, even though it's you know it is dilapidated, but it's a lovely old-fashioned ground. You know the you know the type. Yeah, I, yeah no, I know, I know. I, but yeah, absolutely. You know, number of times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but so your your grounds is it currently called the Aquatherm Stadium? Aquatherm Stadium. Yeah. What was your greatest moment at the Aquatherm Stadium? We've we've had a couple of um, great runs to the playoffs uh, in recent years. Uh, the last couple of years has been difficult. It's been re- rebuilding. But I think before that, we, I think we made three playoffs in four or five years um, and a couple of playoff finals. So, you know, reaching those undoubtedly was 
was, would be a highlight, certainly the time that I've been here. Um, it, the, the last couple of years, it's been a, a rebuilding exercise, yeah. really. You know, we had Ray Turner, who was a manager at the club for so many years and was wonderful representative of the club as well. Yeah. And really, you know, we punched well above our weight for a number of years. And then the team hit a point, really, where it, it, it was... Um, it lost its way. And Ray, Ray stepped aside. Um, it was his decision. We brought in Bill uh, Miles and Dan Chapman. It didn't work out. And uh, James was appointed. And it was uh, would have been around October time last season. October, remember? Yeah. And he's he's um, really injected a lot of positivity uh, into the first. There's a lot of, there's a lot of excitement about what's going on. It is a rebuild. We're not there yet. We're we're still way off where. Um, where Hastings are, for example, I, was, I think, um, but we are building an exciting mm. uh, young side, you know, and there's certainly a lot more excitement and buzz around the ground now than there was a year or two ago. It certainly sounds like you're doing all the right things, from what, from what you're telling me. Yeah, I think he, uh, he's, a, he's a, you know, it's, a, it's important, we have a DNA as a community club, we want the club to represent the town well, um, on and off the pitch. And James, again, is a wonderful ambassador for the club. He works incredibly hard. Um, he wants to play exciting football. We don't, we don't pretend to have the budget that some teams in the, in the league do. Mm. And that, that limits us in some ways. But, you know, what, the, the, we have got a really, a really decent and exciting bunch of players at the club at the moment um, who would, you know, go out and die for each other on the pitch. And... You know, at the end of the day, any supporter of the club that didn't want to see more than anything else, certainly I do, yeah. is the, the effort that you would put if you were on the pitch wearing the shirt. You know, mm. I'd be useless, but I would come off the staggered <laughs> off the pitch. I'm sure you wouldn't be. I'm sure you wouldn't run be. My, run my heart out for 90 minutes. And yeah. you, want, you, you want it to matter to the players as much as it matters to you. You know, the, whether it's a white shirt or a Hastings shirt. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's important. And... and and these these boys at the club now they do they they um they they've got a great great ethic about them and you know it's exciting we, we we've you know particularly when you look at some of the younger players coming through to join them as well and I think if you compare it to last season we've got more goals in us than we had last season and that you know that was a that that's a big plus this year. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, uh, Brian. I was just going to ask how you think you're going to shape up this season. I mean, where, what? What do you realistically think? James' view is very simple. James, James is a winner. He's, wherever he's gone, he's won things. Yeah. And he, he has no intention of that changing. Mm. As far as he's concerned, he goes back to every game to win it. Yeah. And he, um, and he wants to win the league. And he, he wants to make the playoffs. And for him, anything outside the playoffs would be a failure. Yeah. Um, but we have to be realistic about the uh, circumstances in which we're working. And, we can't compete with some of the budgets in the league. We, you know, we're building a, a, a new side. They're a side that have been around together for a number of years. Um, we, we're not there yet, uh, and we know that. And so, you know, I think from a supporter's perspective, I think we'd be perfectly happy with something around the mid-table, mid keeping ourselves up. After the last couple of years, what, what really what the supporters want more than anything is to is to not be bumping around the, the bottom. Yeah, some stability, yeah. And, and, and to watch, and to see a team develop, to see a team, yeah. a good, honest team, go out and work hard and, and, and enjoy 
seeing that team develop because they're always realistic. Now, we know we're not there yet. We know we're not the finished article. We know we can't go out and, uh, and, and, and spend 500 quid on a, um, uh, a player from to, to bring them into the conference. We, mm. we can't do that. And there are teams in this, in this division that can. Yes. But, but, but from a player's, from a, from, from a, a, a supporter's perspective, you know, if we can, if we can put up good records and question ourselves, keep out of that bottom part of the table, and, and enjoy watching the team develop, then I think, I think, you know, we'd have, from a supporter's perspective, an acceptable season. The manager's different. He wants to win things, and yeah. um, that's great because that's that's what you want in a manager. You don't want a manager to settle for the second best. Of course, of course. Oh, but I agree. I mean, you know, I, well, I have to say, I mean, you know, with the players we've got, there's no reason why we shouldn't be looking to push for the players. Yeah. You know, they they, they have to believe that and go out and, uh, and make it happen. No, absolutely, Brian. Brian, thanks. You're definitely representing Faversham very well. The uh, one of the things I did go round the fans uh, on Saturday asking them because uh, <laughs> obviously I was quite interested in you know this whole Phoenix from the Ashes situation. Yeah. You know how you've got you were in real serious trouble and and with work from people in around the club and your fans. You managed to to, to drag yourself out of that problem and to to be be reborn almost. But most of the fans I've spoken to just want to talk about places to eat and, and uh, where are yeah. the good pubs. <laughs> I'm like, that, that is slightly important. Yeah, no, of course. Well, the, I mean, you know, you've got on the way from the train station to the stadium, it's about a, it's a five minute walk. You've got the elephant. You've got the elephant. Um, I, haven't, I don't know about opening some of these things, but, but the elephant is a, is a good old watering hole on the way. The, the bar, we will, the bar will be open. Stadium. Oh, good. So we've got we've got plenty of room at the stadium. What is really important for your supporters to know is that it is no cash taken. That's all on cards, okay. Cards in the turnstile, and uh, to get them in quicker, they need to turn up. You know, not five minutes before kickoff, mm. and they also need to pre-register if possible on the Eve Pass system. Tickets are on, on the turnstile, but. What you have to do is there's a QR code and Eve Pass. You basically just point your phone at it with your the oh camera, okay yeah, and the camera picks up the QR code and then you put register yourself with your name and your phone number and your email address. Oh okay. Um, you can pre you can do that if you look at the uh, when the ad comes out for the match, which will be out in the next day or two. The uh, graphics for the match will have the QR code on it. So all your supporters need to do mm. is point their, cam- their cam- phone camera at it, fill in their details, and then mm. when you arrive at the ground, all you have to do is, is point your phone at the QR. And then it does it, and yeah. It, and it, and it, just, it just checks you in. So oh, okay. Do as well. Um, but frankly, you, you know, it's the same QR code for each match. But, I mean, you, you can do it at the gate. You can just slows things down. But... If you want to get, you know, we had for the first game, cup game, you know, there was a queue after kickoff because everyone turned up. Yeah, it's usual. <laughs> and although we've got stewards helping out, you know, the best thing to do is get to the ground. Be organised, yeah. <laughs> be organised and we have people yeah. help. And then again, inside the ground, you know, particularly with Hastings, you bring, you know, traditionally bring a decent size away support. Yeah. We need. We just need you have to be sensible and social distance. And, um, yeah, there won't be a problem the with that. The alternative is we'll all be shut down. 
Yeah. Only, you know, we've got we we will have students there, but if 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 people misbehave, you know, it will put us all in a very difficult situation. And just we want to be able to. Well, I'll be I'll be there. I'll tell them off. Don't you worry, Brian. If anything's going on. <laughs> well, the only question I had for you, Brian, which you, I suppose you kind of touched on it, was when when we come down next week, is there any any players to watch? You know, anyone that's going to cause um, well, cause us serious you know, trouble? The, the player that people will probably focus on is Harry Harding. He's a um, you know been banging in goals for a few years. He's, he joined the team in the summer, and he's an exciting striker. You know. We've, we've got a couple of decent wingers, uh, Kelvin Ogbo and, um, and Steve Anocco. And then, then, you know, I would say, you know, our front line is the most exciting part of the team and uh, probably the most experienced. Mm. Okay, well, thanks for anyway. Well, this is Brian, Brian, absolute pleasure. You know, I hope you enjoy your visit up to us. And, yeah. uh, you know, for us, it's a good day. Okay. Uh, people will be looking at me expecting, expecting Hastings to win, you know, and, and um, you know, hopefully we we'll put up a you know, decent show that I'll, uh, I'll wish you a good visit and, uh, you know, if you see me around, uh, come and say hello. Yeah, of course I will. Thank you very much, Brian. Okay, mate. You All take right. care. Thank you. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Cheers. Bye. And now, pot pickers, it's that lounge lizard extraordinaire, Pat McCrossan's Song Pick of the Week.
And now the fan roundtable. Big thanks to Robbie, Kev, John, and George for making it happen. Uh, Robbie's here. Robbie, um, with the other lads last week, obviously asked them to do a little bit of an introduction. You know, why, why you're here, how much you love the club and all that. So uh, please, Robbie, speak. Uh, so I do, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've been going Hastings last three or four years. I was a Brighton season ticket holder for a bit, um, but that got too expensive. And I just started to fall out of love with football, to be honest. So I stopped going there. But um, when I got my job, I had to I had to work Saturdays. No great loss. Then I started Saturday, started to get free again. Started getting bored. And George said, I'm going to Hastings, come with me. And I pretty much fell in love from day one. Loved it. Fell in love with the club. And I pretty much go home and away every week. Yeah, no, that's, uh, we, we all know that. Many... <laughs> Many in a way goalies experienced your love. Um, <laughs> choice comments about his bottom. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, well, fellas, we've got a lot to talk about, I think. So what should we do? Should we start on Saturday with that fighting draw with Cray? Anyone want to chip in? Yeah, well, I think first first thing has to be said is credit to all the players there because arguably the best team in the league in Cray Valley and what a batting performance. I mean, I can't fault any of the lads who gave who were on the pitch there because from the front, midfield, defence, everyone was battling for the first ball, second ball, running the whole game. No one went missing. It was a fantastic performance for everybody, really. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I can't argue with that. And, and the remarkable Kev Towner has joined us. Oh, yeah. Hi. Sorry about that, guys. It's been a long day. <laughs> yeah. But you're here now, and you're going to give us yep. off. You're going to give us your thoughts on the Cray game on Saturday. Last Saturday's game again, a, a tough game. Mm. 
Um, thought it was probably the right result in the end. I think we edged it. I think they gave us a bloody good run for our money. Yeah, may, maybe we were a bit lucky. Maybe, you know, if it had gone any, on, on any longer, it could have been, but it seemed to go on forever anyway, actually, the, extra, the, the injury time. I wondered when it was going to finish. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think we deserved it. I think it was a, a deserved win. I think it was a great uh, performance. And I think it's, it set us up really well for the season now. Yeah, no, definitely a magnificent effort from the boys. George, your thoughts? Hang on, hang on. What? What was it? What was it? What are you getting lost? What was again? The score. What was, a, what was the it? Score was a Saturday. Nil, nil. Nil, nil. We draw. We draw. Did we draw? I yeah. don't know. Oh, you've you've been know. on the forum again, haven't you? I've seen it. I've seen it. You're just going oh, yeah. straight to the forum, aren't you? I'm not. I'm. I came on here tonight. And I'm not. I'm not going to target the forum tonight at all. But I was yeah. just. We did. We didn't win, did we? We, we drew Saturday, right? Yeah, well, we drew, yeah. Oh yeah. Should we just start again? Uh, <laughs> can, can you edit that out? Yeah, I, feel like, I've been to a, the forum, I feel like I've been to a season's worth of games in the last week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kev's, Kev's pissed. Is it? Yeah. George, come on, stay on track. Yeah. Sorry. So, Cray, the 0 0. Ah, good result for us. They'll think it might be an opportunity missed, but it's probably a good result for them as well. Um, with with a better better side, even with ten men, until the last sort of five ten minutes, where I think we took the draw with a bit of a tactical getting rid of the ball. Um, but great battling performance, um, another clean sheet, even with ten men. Um, yeah, the defence is looking absolutely uh, absolutely awesome at the moment, especially that pairing in the middle. Um, Ollie Black, runner games, absolutely awesome, brutal tackler, uh, great performance all round, really. Um, quite happy with that, quite happy with the draw. Um, I was, I've been nervous before the game, actually, a bit nervous seeing the players that they've signed, thinking um, I'd actually take a point, um, especially when we went down to 10 men. Points are a really good result for us. Um, I feel more confident about us going up after that game than beforehand. So, to me, that's, that's all positive. Well, there's a couple of bits there. I mean, I, I do remember a certain physio saying that we were going to lose 4-0. That should be remembered, I think. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Secondly, I thought we all we, we were all nervous. At that. At the first half hour, I thought we were. I just, it was a funny feeling, didn't you think? There was a very funny feeling amongst us. Yeah, there was you know. a bit of something in the air, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, I, don't know if that no, was John, I don't know if that was John Wills. I think it was John Wilson's negativity towards the manager and his coaching staff. Um, no, I, I'm, uh, I'm cloud really over pleased. the club, really. Yeah, I, I, I think. Um, did anyone get a good view of Dicko's tackle or stamping or whatever it was? I thought Robbie um, did. Because someone, people, some people feel it was harsh. Other people feel it was justified. I don't know. You saw it, Robbie, yeah. didn't you? Um, I had a right view of it, because from behind the goal, uh, I had a pretty much unobstructed view. And you know me, I'm very, very biased. There could be a no. two-fed head-high <laughs> lunge, and I'll go, no. oh, never a foul, ref, never a foul. But when I saw it happen, my first reaction was, ah, fuck, he's been sent off. Yeah. And that was before the red card came out. So my gut was red card. Whether it was or not, I'm not sure. But my gut, from watching football for many years, was yes, it was a red card. Mm. Were, were there stud marks on his face that sort of 
led to the justification of him going. I don't know. What did he do? I didn't even see it. One of those accidental stomps by looks here. Like, oops, a daisy. I've accidentally trodden on you. What a shame. Here, have another one. That sort of one. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, okay. <laughs> I could be oh, wrong, that's but that's what it looked like from my view. I was quite far away behind the goal, about four beers in by them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, because um, it was it. The game last night reminded me a bit of that of that game. Really, I don't know. They they were a really good outfit, and um, but with eleven against eleven, it, it might have been a different game. But I think sometimes it's a, that psychological factor when you go down a player the other side tends to not know what to do with the extra player. And um, I, I think we, we played excellently. And like George was saying, that defence is solid now, isn't it? Um, a couple of seasons ago, we were scoring just numerous goals. And yet, it's as much to take pride in these clean sheets, I think, as well, isn't it? OK, right. So moving on then. If everybody finished on the cray, uh, anyone made make the women's game where we stuff Pagham? Good game, yeah, brilliant, yeah. great entertainment. Tell us, tell, tell me us. Anywhere in, tell me anywhere in the town you can get that level of entertainment for a quid. Unbelievable, <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. And he um, hadn't been to a, a female game for a while since actually the international game. Me and Rob went to a few years back, um, and. Didn't know what to expect. Didn't know what to expect from the level of football either. Um, certainly didn't expect some of the absolute flying, lunging tackles that were going on <laughs> in the first part of the game. I mean, the game starts off and in the first five minutes, we're running through on goal and their keeper has just swiped out and taken out um, our player who then, when the keeper's running back gently towards the line to uh, line up for the penalty is, is pushed over by our player um, and goes down goes down in stages and you think well it could be a red but it wasn't and it all started, started kicking off we missed the penalty um, that went wide and then they went up the other end they got a penalty because one of our players has saved it with both hands on the line and um, our keeper who was I thought was the best player on the pitch um, on, on Sunday uh, saved it and then from that point, it was complete domination from uh, from Hastings going uh, going four up. So yeah, impressive, some good football. One particularly good goal, the, the first one. Oh yeah, yeah, saw the goals. Yeah. Wow, no, yeah, no she, good she's stuff. Running through, she's running through from like the centre circle, gets to about thirty yards out. You think she's going to carry it forward a bit more, and just decides to lob the keeper. And uh, yeah, brilliant move, brilliant move. So yeah, all round, great entertainment and uh, a great day out. Definitely worth doing the double header Saturday and Sunday. Oh, cool. Okay, uh, Kev, did you make the game, or were you? Did you? I, can't I made. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. Um, but uh, I did see the goals that, that that were that were put up, and uh, good, I was watching it. I was watching it with Shana, and we just watched that first goal open mouth. Really it's beautiful, wasn't it? It's <laughs> just amazing. Yeah, your um, class, Molly Hill. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. All right, and so shall we talk about uh, last night's FA Cup, that that fantastic FA Cup victory? Who wants to start in the game? Well, you know, obviously it was a tight, very, very tight game. I thought we were struggling a little bit to begin with, but we really 
made it our own. And there was some, I mean, obviously Ryan Worrell to me just stands out. I mean, there just actually, there were so many great performances on, on the pitch, really. You know, the fence was immense. The Chalmers was good. Old Raheem has really come into his own. You know, you could, you know, that, that little partnership with Ben Pope, it hasn't really, it hasn't brought goals yet, but it will, you know. I mean, we're playing Fabersham. Uh, yes. We're playing Fabersham on Saturday and they're, we're, we're, they're scoring. They're scoring against them. And, uh, if, and if they don't score, I'll, I'll buy everyone a beer. But um, you don't want to hear me. One of you okay, guys I'm talk. not going. <laughs> but you're not going? Oh, well, I'll save you oh. one. I'll save Come you one. I'll save you one for for when I see you next. Uh, then, but um, too many too well, many train changes, Chris. Yeah, I can understand in your situation. I mean, have they, <laughs> have they not got um, have they not got the uh, conductor things laid on? You know the the ramps and all that, or is it? Yeah. Oh, it's a pain in the ass. You have to ring up. Oh, yeah, don't you uh, book it Rail. or something rubbish like you that? You have to ring up National Rail Inquiries. You have to tell them exactly what train you're getting there, exactly mm. what train you're getting back. <laughs> That's a nonsense. What changes you're making, in what order. You think for for just a ramp, I mean, come on, just put, put, it by the, put it by the guard. What's the problem? Do you know what I mean? Like, can... Welcome to my world. Yeah, no, I know. it's No, that's not good. But all right, John, come on, talk about the cup game. Oh, cup game, right. What can I say? There was a lot of tension in the ground at the start of it. I think, you know, it was obvious that we had to win for... for well, for Aggie, for Aggie to keep his job, wasn't it, John? That's what you said. Well, that, that's it, really, <laughs> you know. I think he was feeling the weight of the press and, you mm. know, the supporters with this campaign that you got going, Chris. <laughs> Oh, all right, mate. Yeah, I bet, I bet, see, I bet you cut that out. <laughs> um, Not but, at all. But yeah, it was, it was, it was good. It's a great game, great ending. Um, although a lot of people don't like to see the penalties, um, it does seem unfair in some ways. But it was, it's all right if you win, isn't it? Do you know I think people um, love penalties when you win. I say four penalties. Like I can't stand penalties. I don't want penalties. During, I could barely watch. Like I hate penalties. After them, because we won. I love penalties. They're great. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't actually yeah. agree that, that they should do penalties like that to finish games. But I've had that thought for a long time. But um, how'd you finish it? <laughs> I would. I would go, and it got a lot of stick. This I genuinely preferred how the Americans did it in the nineties, where the player runs from the halfway line and has a genuine one-on-one with the keeper. Like they like doing hockey as well, ice hockey. I think that's better. It's a more uh, test of, bigger test of skill than um, thumping it from 12 yards, personally. Um, but during the penalty shootout, I was fine. I had so much confidence that we were going to win the penalty shootout because um, I said we would. In the first half, it goes to Pens. We're having it because of, um, of Louis. You know he's going to save one and he saved the first one. Mm. Um, so absolute confidence. And then confidence that he... If he needed to, he would have would have saved another one as well. He got his fingers on another, uh, one as well. Yeah, he got, yeah, he got close, um, didn't he? Yeah, he well. got yeah, he performed better than uh, than their keeper in the shootout because uh, he's a top keeper and he saves pens for fun. Also, uh, oh, in in early in the early stages of the competition, I think um, uh, it, you know you, you can look at things like that and think, oh well, okay, but. I'm thinking when, 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 if we go, if we go a bit further, you know, if we did a 2012 or something like that and ended up in the third round, 
um, or even the first round proper, mm. you, you're now then in a situation where you can't even have a replay. So you don't even stand a realistic chance unless you get a home draw. Mm. So is that through, through and, in- and revenue and revenue, of course, as well, you know, because you're not getting the, the lower league clubs who, you know, obviously aren't going to probably go much further than the third round at best aren't, um, aren't uh, getting the revenue. Because, well, uh, I suppose the interesting conundrum though, Kev, is that if we imagine we, I mean, I know we're talking, we're talking pie in the sky at the moment, but like, imagine we draw Arsenal, Man U, Chelsea, if we were to get through and we draw them at home, well, we can't have any fans there. No, no. So, so we, we want to get, point? yeah. So, oh, let's not talk about COVID and all this, you know, but no, it's, no, no, it's no, a no, nice no. distraction. It's a nice distraction. Um, a little cup run. Uh, you, uh, Robbie, Robbie, um, anything on the cup game? It was a classic Tuesday night cup game, really. And say, went from nervous to a battling performance. Can't really fault anyone on the pitch. Got a shout out the man of the match, Ben Ward. What a game he had from midfield. Mm. He, everywhere. Only 16 playing right now tonight in the FA Youth Cup. <coughs> and yeah, Tom Chalmers. Tom Chalmers is playing as well, and he captain, I think. Captain, if he yeah. is, it's 1 1 right now. Oh, we equalised. Oh, good, good, good. Okay. Yeah. White. When uh, White, I think it was, got the goal. Will White. Yeah, this is crack, a cracking FA Cup tie, I think. Can't really fault it. I mean, the, the joy when that penalty was missed at the last second. All the all the fans bundling together, all the players coming over, Benny Pope jumping into the crowd. Yeah. It's great scenes. Well, it's just happy memories, isn't it? You know. Uh, Actually, I thought you were very restrained, to be honest, guys. You know, I was expecting a pitch invasion. It didn't happen. <laughs> uh, Kenny didn't score. <laughs> <laughs> no, just what a night. What a night at the pilot field. Love a game under the lights. Love a summer game under the lights. Turn up at the ground. It's really well organised at the ground as well, to be fair. They put on a good show there. Everything's been thought about. Um, you've got safety day keeping us all safe, which is brilliant. And you've, you know, we've clicker Dave, to, uh, clicker Dave, clicker, clicker Dave now, yeah, yeah. clicker Dave, um, yeah. like a great Dave. cricket umpire. Um, <laughs> you, you've got chance of a, a, a billion mates, you've got a cracking game. It was a good game, I don't, you know, don't always need goals to, to make a good game. You've had outrageous skill from a 17 year old Hastings player, um, you've had a top performance from a 16 year old, can't believe. Ben with two ends is uh, is sixteen. Man, the match last night, um, absolutely brilliant. And uh, yeah, we all have a penalty shootout if we win. It's just a. It felt like the last night of summer last night, especially this morning. And um, what a way! What a way to uh, what a way to go out there! Fantastic. Oh yeah, I agree with that, George. It's like when I uh, we got a beer afterwards. I was just just taking it in. I was speechless. I was I just. It was such an enjoyable. Enjoyable game and enjoyable outcome, obviously, because we won. But just um, with, with all with with everything else that's going on, you know, it was just such a nice. I was saying to you and I, John, afterwards, you know, um, how much it all appeal it feels to us, doesn't it? I mean, it, I... yeah, there, I think there there is such a buzz at the club now. It's a real um, close family feel to it, and um, I think we just have to relish that evening last night because we don't hopefully it'll carry on but mm. you don't know we we're lucky that we we can have that crowd atmosphere there and if you go a few tiers above then 
they can't there's nothing there is there you you watch the premiership on the tv and it's there's no atmosphere it's not the mm. same is it um but but so to have an evening like that last night it was great wasn't it it's was yeah. just overwhelming i think i think it's i like the, i like the, sorry sorry i think it's because the players care we know how much the players care it's it's so easy that group of lads are so easy to get behind you see the celebrations that are going on we're going through in these in these cup games they want it as as much as we do, which is just fantastic when you turn up to watch your, watch your side. Just seeing Ben Pope at the end, um, just get involved in, in the celebrations, absolutely awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm real credit to um, George and Robbie, I, I would say this, through going now for a few seasons and really not, not caring about standing at the front there leading it. Um, but what is nice, as you say, is that the players have responded to that. And and I think Aggie's behind that as well and Billy as well, haven't they? They they really want that, that strong link. And so, you know, they're always coming over to greet the fans, aren't they? And and that's, that's sort of really grown and over the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, he's even coming and greeting his enemies, isn't he, John? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he, no, he's he obviously took a took the point, you know, I, and it was a strong side we put out in the cup. What are you saying? You deserve all the credit, John. <laughs> I do. Yeah. <laughs> it might be down to the fact that we've had a, a successful season or so now, but I mean, I, I just find it so gratifying when the when the players, you know, win, lose or draw, when the players walk towards the home fans and applaud them, you know, it, it, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And, and, uh, and it makes you feel really special and, and really part of it. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's quite nice. Uh, afterwards when we were chatting with Chris, uh, it must've been after you lot had gone. He mentioned the podcast. Fantastic. It is that it, there's various things that are going on that are bigging up the club and, who wouldn't want to listen to a podcast about Hastings United? And um, what was that about? What was that about bigging up the club? Is that a euphemism or something? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, your your cast, yeah. Jo, jo, and also, we, we uh, Chris did have a word with John Wills. He put his arm around him, did talk to him yeah. about this hatred that he has for him, <laughs> and um, they did talk it out. So I'd just like to know that it's all been quashed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, you, you actually think I'm lying? No, they, they had a conversation, you know, about this. Yeah, it was it was hilarious. Yeah, I was telling him to just that you need to just bury John. Yeah, come on, just slag him off. But obviously, Chris, being the better man, didn't do. He's that. a diplomat, isn't he? You know. Yeah, but you know, he was just saying how like he, he was in um, seventh heaven. Yesterday, I mean, he looked like he was buzzing, didn't he? I mean, he actually looked like he was on something. He isn't on something, but like but as everyone. As far as you know, uh, yeah, well, as far as I'm aware. Uh, but <laughs> the, now, don't are you, are you this, now? Are you now saying as an official statement me. that our manager takes class A drugs? <laughs> Is that what you just said? I think what you've said there. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like George, I water. think he has, yeah. and it might take mm. the heat off of me. It was no, it was really lovely talking with him, and um, hopefully going to catch up with him soon. Obviously, I said to you before, George, because we haven't got any questions from the fans, I'm going to give it a week. But I want everyone to badger whoever's on 
the Hastings United forums. I don't mean the admins. I mean the, the people that are in it. That you know, this is our manager and our assistant manager want to have a sit down conversation. So we need to we need to pester these people to to kind of get a few questions going because um, the more people are involved, the more interesting and varied the conversation is going to be. I agree. I agree. Other than that, any thoughts, guys? Um, um, just fair play to the uh, Cheshire fans. Quite a few of them actually uh, come come a fair way on a Tuesday night to get mugged off in a penalty shootout. <laughs> fair play to uh, nah, fair play to the ones that travelled because um, it's a sort of no, good on them. we do, and it's and it's it's a difficult it's a difficult one on a on a Tuesday night. So uh, yeah, fair play to that lot. But but can I ask? Did they get lost on the way? Um, for the penalty shootout, they seemed to get lost because I saw them walking round and then they, they weren't behind the goal or anything, were they? They, they hit up the side because there was quite a few hasting fans shouting <laughs> stuff like, you fat bastard, you fat bastard. I don't think they were in the middle of that. It was quite intimidating, <laughs> I, I imagine, for some away fans. With the reputation haters forgot. <laughs> and then there was, I love the penalty shootout. You, you only watch it through again. It was, you, you fat bastard. And then it was... Uh, you short bastard, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it worked, it worked. <laughs> yeah. i tell you who deserves a shout out for last night, actually, and for Sunday, it's Ryan. Because, obviously, you did a really good tweeting last night, because I know a couple of people couldn't come to the game, followed on social media. They they got lost in attention, because he did a really good job on the game, tweeting about the shoot out really well. And on Sunday, he was he was doing the announcement, and he, he really got behind the women's game well. Going back to the women's game, obviously, he really added something to it, and I thought he did a cracking job there. And it was really good to hear him, and I think he's has a bit of credit for what he's doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He got a bit emotional after the FA Cup game, didn't he? You could even yeah, read, yeah. It, you could read it in his tweets. Did anyone, did anyone um, see the Observer write-up of the game? It was excellent, I thought. What was last I, night? I, I haven't seen yeah. it. Well, that's all I'm down not to ready Mr. yet, but Mr. Quinn, all down to it, uh, all down to Bob the Quinn. The mighty Quinn. He needs yeah. to be in the podcast soon, Mr. Quinn. He, he does a good write-up of there. Yeah, they're, they're poetic. His write-ups is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was really readable and positive as well, and ov- obviously biased. <laughs> it got to be a bit. Might as well be. It's, it's, it's for Hastings people. So yeah, I know. The, the ones we'd had previously were biased against us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I was supposed to be out with him uh, and I didn't see him. So um, it'll have to be next week. Yeah, I I think um, Raheem, he's he's shown some really good promise, but his confidence would go, would really start if he scores, when he scores a goal. He's one of those sort of players, isn't it? He's making the runs. It's not quite working out, but a couple of goals under his belt and I think it'd be a really great season ahead. Yeah, I think, uh, I could be wrong, but hasn't he been out of football for a little bit? So I thought he'd been playing really well, but maybe a couple of chances he could have done better with, but I don't really want to criticise him because he's been creating chances, he's been playing well. But I think, yeah, as you're right, it's a bit more match sharpness, a bit more playing the lads and I think we've got a real talent there. Obviously, depending on Dawes' injury, we could have a, um, a really strong attacking lineup. All right, chaps. We want to talk anything about Faversham? No, Faversham. Um, let's get some. Let's get some fans up there. Uh, it's it's a doable one. It's not too far away. Uh, it's a nice town as well. The grounds um, 
it's always a good we we'll have always have a good time at the grounds. They're ready for us. Um it's all set up there. Looks like they've taken everything really seriously in terms of the current situation for anyone that's worried about that. Um it's an accessible ground. Gates are open at half one. Um kids under twelve are free, twelve to seventeen year olds are two quid, over sixties are six quid and for everyone else it's a tenner. So you know it's good it's a good price for a day out. Um, all their usual hot and cold food and drinks going to be available. Um, sounds like they're George works as, for as normal as possible. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just uh, and it's card card on the gate, so no no cash card on the gate it is. So um, yeah, it's a do, it's a doable game. Let's let's whatever attendance there is, if they manage to get four hundred, let's let's make it um, fifty fifty and get get a load of us up there. I'm hopefully getting there. George, have you checked? I was I was looking at Chesham uh, on their website and local authority regulations. They've got this big section in there that says no drums are allowed. And oh, no go other Faversham, not Chesham. <laughs> I know, no other musical instruments. And I thought that's, that's a weird one, isn't it? Why wouldn't they allow a drum? No, where's that, where's that, that before it happened good. last was, season? Chesham, so season. if we does happen from time to time, you've got these bloody little grounds that are right on the edge of a housing estate, and they go, yeah, and you can literally see the houses. People are watching the game from their bedroom window. It's like the old the gold club, <laughs> The club got mugged yeah. off last last year um, at Burgess Hill, where they said no instruments, so the that club didn't put the drum on the coach, and all their fans had pots and pans then um, right. yeah the club got the club got mugged off there so he took the drum the second time he went there but um yeah the, the drum will be going some people like it some people don't used to, i used to hate drums at football used to hate them but they're useful useful at this level with the amount of fans that we've got so and the players like it the manager likes it so it's happening and it's going to Faversham. yeah good one yeah i've got an interview with one of the Faversham people that'll be on the podcast so hopefully i'll get it out tomorrow um, with a fellow called Brian Flynn, he's the director of youth development. He does. T- he also talks about the local pubs and bits and pieces as well. But um, he, he thinks we we're, we're winning, and we we well, I think we win, but we should be beating clubs like Faversham, shouldn't we? Really? We say so, but we're we're now saying clubs like that in our own league. Whereas even a couple of years ago, be everyone be going, oh, should we be a team like Hastings? And now we're the we're the big team in the league. Not to toot our own horn too much, but just in the last season, up to this season, mm. we're the team now saying, "Oh yeah, we should beat them. We should beat them." We're not disrespecting them; we're just speaking a matter of fact. We feel like we're the better team than in most times. I, I can't remember if I've still got it in there, but you know, you're saying about our, our our system, our youth system, players coming through. That they're they're kind of trying to do the same thing, but like, yeah, it's all good. It's all good, guys. There's some good. There's some good other clubs, uh, and it's there's a four or five clubs that are, are going to be that a, a good stand are going to be a tough obstacle, but this this club is is big as in respect of its fan the ability to have a good fan base. Really, some of, when you looked at some of those clubs chasing promotion last season, and then you looked at their home attendances and it was a 197 or 250 or something like that average gates and you think god you wouldn't want to be playing in front of that would you and I think it it gives the uh, a bonus of if 
players are thinking of coming to this club, thinking of signing, you know, you'd want to go to a club that has a bit of atmosphere and a, a, a hundred or so fans behind the goal and things like that, wouldn't you? I, I imagine it must be demoralising you go out as one of the top clubs, put in a performance and you've got few, a few people there to clap you. So yeah. it's another big, big um, bonus that we've got here at Hastings. That's what we should be doing for away games. We should be doing our own version of what the Premier League are doing, you know. They get uh, some bloody great speakers and get someone to record some crowd sounds and just sort of take it with us and, you know. <laughs> you don't need it when you've got us behind the goal, Kev. You don't need it. Um, We're quite the noise. Uh, it's sort of be fun, you know. <laughs> <laughs> talking, uh, of noise, uh, talking of noise, I'd love to get Joe on here. You know, like, I know he ain't going to, he's already told me to bugger off a few times. But, um, Joe Knight. Uh, no, you know, J- Joe, Big Joe. Oh, Big Joe. Oh, okay. yeah. Joe Sutter, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, we'll have words. Yeah, well, my, my words didn't work, Kev, so maybe yours will. But we'll have words. <laughs> but um, all right, fellas, listen, thanks for coming along. Unless there's a few last words, I'll, I'll leave it here. Uh, personally, I'd like to thank the bar staff. I think they've got a really difficult job. They're working inside. I mean, they have to wear what masks now while doing the job. It's never pleasant, and they, they still That's do fantastic fair. service, bring, bring the drinks out. And help create, create the family atmosphere around the club. And obviously, Sam doing the painting last week, leading the bar ship this, this, this week. I heard of Adam, Rosie, all the bar staff. They're all fantastic. So I just think they deserve a lot of credit. Oh, great, great insight, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, Rob? I've, I, I'm a bit disappointed I didn't think of saying that. Because uh, they have been. Yeah, I think you're been... disgraced, George. You're disgraced. Yeah, <laughs> Especially as we can eat to the station as well. <laughs> Especially as we can George. eat, you're fine now anyway, George. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, chaps, listen, I'll leave it there, yeah? Well, nice yeah, to chat yeah. you all. Even, even yeah. John Wills, who's basically an enemy of the club. But, um, and, <laughs> and, uh, and not yeah. forgetting Kev, Kev, who's basically accused our manager of taking Class A drugs. Uh, I don't <laughs> want to let that go. Have so, kids uh, mean Towner and John have you out wheels? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a conspiracy. Why is it every bloody time it always ends up looking as if I'm saying something terribly outrageous <laughs> about the club or its officials? <laughs> oh, when the kids I'll blame, comes dealing I'll blame Chris's editor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I knew, I knew you wouldn't let that lie. I knew you wouldn't let Chris, that lie. Chris, uh, did, you, did you know Chris has included me in the group? I might seem like the imposter, but he's he's got sort of his eye on the top spot of the club. Have I? And, oh, um, right, go on, go on. You know, so he's he's asked me to say bits, you know, to try and tarnish the reputation oh, I've, of I've coerced Chris Agata. Yeah. yeah, that's why I'm still here groomed. after all those things. I've I've yeah. groomed you. I've groomed you. Yeah. And he wants the new chant to be. I don't know. You made it up. Oh yeah, we we got the wrong Chris <laughs> as the boss. <laughs> <laughs> so John John's not well. Everyone just uh, just 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 nod. So we could do your banning for football, John. You get your banning order come for on Saturday. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The thing is, he says I'm not well. It's mm. the truth is there really. Um, the only reason Chris has come to support the club is because he he's my carer actually. <laughs> <laughs> in his professional capacity he's he's there so I, I'm not know, a, I'm no. not I'm not a stitch on Shana so uh, no well okay. Shana loves 
Shana loves to tell the story. And she was doing it again last night. She loves to tell oh, the story. Oh, she? She's, oh okay. She, she's been working for me now for about three years, I think. And, and she loves to tell the story that when we first started going to games, she wasn't remotely interested in football and used to take a book with her to read. And now? And now she... And now she, she can't get enough of it. And she's out there, you know, getting all the new members for the supporters club and just totally immersed in the club. Have we hit 100 yet in the supporters club? Um, yes, I think we did in the end. Yeah. My, my ticket said numbers 92. Yeah. And I've, yeah I think, I've, we were 98 on Saturday I, at one point. So Yeah, I, I, think we passed it last, I think we passed it last night. Excellent. Well, perhaps, maybe Sean has taken the sports club as far as she can take it, and it's time it's time for her to step down along with along with Aggie. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we need we need thing. some new new blood in George, don't we? I'm glad he's yeah. kind of on side. He won't like that. <laughs> George, Sean <Shana> out gassing. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Sean, Sean, Sean out, out, out. Yeah. <laughs> and on and on that happy note, we shall end this. <laughs> Take, uh, it doesn't matter careful. what I say because you, you just cut it so I say what you want me to say anyway Chris so, can say listen I had, the, I had the absolute opportunity of, of burying you last week with that whole no points out of, you did yeah and did yeah. I the prediction was wrong George we've got one point your prediction was wrong yeah yeah. But do I get do I get a free point for every point that my prediction is out of? No, you have to put, you have to buy one round for every point. We get more than zero points. <laughs> <laughs> and can yeah. you just cut out the first ten minutes where I'm clearly talking complete bollocks? <laughs> what about the rest of it as well, Kev? All Kev, Kevin Towner. <laughs> right, have a nice evening, fellas. Yeah. you too, mate. Cheers, everyone. Bye. bye. Well, that's all we have for this week, Hastings fans. Just a quick reminder, if you want to get on the roundtable or make any other contribution or just want to give some feedback, our email is hufcpod at gmail.com or on Twitter on at hufcpodcast. I also try and promote the show on the Facebook in the Hastings United fans and also Hastings United Independent Supporters Club pages. All I've got to say now is, I've been your host, Chris Laverick. Hope you have a good week and see you at the game.